I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Sunday, January 24th, 2021. Welcome to episode 47, the lucky 47 of What Do We Know? My name is Dan Roskell here with Dave Geller. And Dave, our special guest, long, long awaited on the pod since probably our first one. We said, you know who'd be great in the pod? I said, who would be great in the pod? Who's that? You tell me who it is. I think it's Lori Popkowitz Alper. Woo! Number 47 in the house. Lori Alper, the, the pride of uh, of West Madison High School, now of East Bedford, Massachusetts, mother of three blogger, recovering lawyer extraordinaire, and also I think a recovering triathlete, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Lori? <laughs> That's a yes. Dabbling, Excellent. Tri- recovering, dabbling triathlete, I guess. No, it's once you're, you, you either, you're either in or out. I am not, and you are in. Lori, welcome to the pod. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Is this, it's, it's exciting already. After, after that intro, I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel a lot of pressure now. Well, a lot of pressure, not a lot of preparation, I would say, for this. We kind of threw you in the the water. I will say Dave's known you a lot longer than I have. I think we met probably eight years ago, around 2013 or so, back in some exciting uh, small diamond baseball when Jordan uh, was on with the team I was coaching. Uh, But you and Dave go back further, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? I think I think we met. We did. We go. We, we go, go pretty far back. back. So a lot I, far, I'm guessing like at least ten years before that. So it was medical school when Jen's brother Tim was in dental school. Yep. And was became really great friends with Joel. Yep. Um, Joel would be who? Joel would be the spouse of Lori. Making um, sure. And our listeners know, may not know. He's a he, he's just he's just a, he's just a bit character for this for this. Uh, <laughs> he's for a podcast. role player. He's the role player. He's, he's, um, we he's can the, we he, can bring him in at any time. He's in the ensemble. He's in the ensemble <laughs> cast. Um, yes, we met we met then. Like we just kind of hanging out, right? We and you and Jen, my wife, all became good friends, and Tim and Joel and. Yeah, those are some great. Those are some great memories. That's a long time ago. The great memories. It was a long yeah. time. It was that's, a long, that's gotta be. I mean, I'm 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 bar bought twenty five years. Is that right? Yeah, and then and then I mean, I mean, then with Joel and Tim, you know, Jen's brother, and became great friends with Tom, Jen's other brother. I mean, a lot of golfing and skiing and hanging out, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's I, am, good I am late to this party. But I'm Sorry, happy to be here. Sorry. No, it's all right. Lori was. I, I, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Dan. I think maybe I met you. I think it was a little bit longer than eight years. If it was a little, it was or maybe a little I, bit longer. Maybe I knew of you. Just to keep well, the I mean, momentum going, we'll say, we'll, say eight, we'll just say we'll say eight and a half. Just, um, just, just to keep things moving. Is is Dave exactly the same now as he was twenty five years ago? Laura, the answer is probably yes, right? <laughs> I would say yes. Yes. yes, he has really kind of retained his youthful persona for Aww. sure. So yes, he's he's still hilarious and loved by all. <laughs> I would say yes. most. Let's say yeah. most, not all. Um, well, I do want to say, Lori, I apologize. We're taking you away from the Packers game. I don't know if you're a Packers Ooh, yeah. fan. Um, didn't realize well, I that. Was, we... so, I, I, I mean, was cheering. I was cheering for the Packers. I, I would, would be wearing my cheese head 
in their honor, except I don't have one. Well, you, can, um, <laughs> you can take the girl of Wisconsin, but you can't take the Wisconsin out of the girl, huh? How, yeah, so let's talk about talk about talk about true. Madison, yep. Wisconsin. What was it like growing up in Madison, Wisconsin, Lori Alper? What's what's a quick summary for us? Yeah, quick. I think in hindsight, I certainly appreciated a lot more now than I did when I was living there. When I was living there, I actually couldn't wait to exit. Um, my parents were, are both New York and they moved, my father is a professor at the university. So we moved to Madison for his job. And I, throughout my whole childhood, I asked him constantly, why would you do that? Why would you from <laughs> New York to Madison, Wisconsin? And, <laughs> and so, you know, I sort of, I, I moved the first opportunity I had. And now looking back, you know, it's such a nice place to be. It's such a nice place to grow up. And um, a lot of my family's still there. So I still spend a lot of time there. So I feel very fortunate that I can do that. Um, but it's a, it's a cool place. It's very, it's sort of this liberal enclave, you know, sort of in the middle of a very interesting rural state. Um, it's pretty urban. Yep. Now we used to, for Badger games, we would park cars on our lawn and I would charge $5 a car. We were really nice. close to the stadium. Nice. Yes, yeah. Did. did you block yeah. the cars in? Like, did you know? You yeah, know no, no blocking. <laughs> you block these cars in, and people, and you had, had like a, a wall of keys, and you're like, oh, who's this? <laughs> wow, well, under the table no, revenue stream there for the for the pop go. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, I do oh, want to. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, a lot of money. Say the, Lori may have thought she was leaving, but she also went from uh, West Madison High to University of Wisconsin. So it took a little bit longer to get out of town. So yeah. you stayed at Instagram until your early twenties, and then came while. over. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so I mean, pop, pop quiz, Lori, pop quiz, Alper. Um, what is the population of Madison, Wisconsin? Do you know? Approximately. With well, before or after she left. <laughs> after currently. Yeah. <laughs> there was a mass exodus from the yeah, time you, I left. You left the um, exodus. That's a good idea. I, you know, that's such a good question. I'm going to guess 20,000. The population of Madison, Wisconsin, is, is, it's, it's a little bit more. It's called 260,000 in Madison. Oh my God, I'm so... She thought you meant so Madison, Madison, New Hampshire. That's Which is in saying. fact, the it's the 82nd <laughs> largest city in the country. And what I did not know until this afternoon, Lori, it's located on an isthmus. And I'm a big isthmus fan. Mm -hmm. Um, because know as that. you know, Lori, it is actually called the city of the four lakes. Can you name the four lakes? I can. Wow. I didn't know. I should, I would have prepared a little well, no, bit. No, I wanted, I wanted you to not okay. prepare. So that's okay. Yeah. My family is going to be very disappointed. Yep. <laughs> All right. Mendota, Monona, Wingra. What's the fourth lake? You've already impressed me. Mendota, Monona. Are they like big Wengra. lakes or are they little lakes? M Mendota, Monona, Kaganza. Ooh, I would not and have gotten and that. Wa and, Wab and Wabisa. There we go. Wasa. Wasa. I mean, Wait, either. either they did, it didn't. Wingra wasn't listed? It says located on an is This is, of course, the internet, and the internet never lies, my favorite line. Uh, located on an isthmus and land surrounding four lakes Lake, Lake Mendota, Lake Monona, Lake Kaganza, and Lake Wabisa. Okay. I think you're there on Wikipedia. I think you're on lakes around. I think you're on Wikipedia, and they haven't actually updated it, and and <laughs> it's and, 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 and ha it's, it hasn't been like confirmed, right? All these things are possible. Right. Right. Yep. I'm. I'm. 
So I'm just interested. I mean, Again, no offense, Laurie, since this, is your, since you're our guest and this is your show, but what do you mean you're an isthmus man? Like, define that. Like, I'm an. Oh, are you like, joking? No, I'm gonna be. I'm an isthmus man. I'm a chlorophyll <laughs> guy. I love chlorophyll. <laughs> chlorophyll fills the leaves and the. What, what are you talking about? I'm, what are you mean by talking about? First of all, okay. Um, <laughs> As you probably I'm curious both know. too. Well, thank you for asking, right? People want as, to you, know. as, you, as you may both know, I'm a, I'm a big um, I'm a big geography nerd, right? Like I read maps mm. and atlases. Okay. And I was enough said. Enough said. When I was 14, I was uh, like a geography bee kind of guy, right? Um, but uh, you know, isthmuses, David, you know, a narrow strip of land which connects two larger pieces of land. You know, thank you build you. things on like thank you build you. things on them like canals, right? <laughs> I like I, canals. Um, and one of my favorite, I mean, going back to my past life. Or a couple of years ago and had a different kind of job um one of my favorite lessons was teaching uh kids about the uh the word isthmus um in the in hebrew now mm. this is a good one right mm. so the most famous isthmus that's connected to the history of the jewish people a narrow strip of land which connects two other larger pieces of land is obviously what piece of land dave or Lori? either you're eligible to answer i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna i'm just gonna let you go with this one because I'm, I'm just gonna path yeah give, just give it to us please I'm, I'm, I'm gonna walk you through it right so when the jews uh fled famine in canaan and went down to egypt right they fled through sinai and of course the isthmus of suez where they built the suez canal is that narrow land which connects asia and africa right and oh. the, the and the hebrew word for isthmus is i'm gonna say it and then you realize what i'm trying to say is metzer yam right and if you change the vowels in Metzeryam, Dave and Laura, you get a word Mitzrayim. And Mitzrayim, Ooh. Dave, you know, is oh. Egypt. Because Egypt, although it's a gigantic, gigantic country, there you go. the land of Goshen, where, you know, where Jacob and his sons and his descendants lived, was on a very narrow isthmus in the northeast corner on that connective tissue where the fertile land was. And of this course, where, the, this, Lord, the philosophers we... talk about it being a narrow place because we were, we were enslaved and we were in a narrow place as opposed to, you know, desert and Nile, Egypt. And that's just a, I can go on and on for 40 minutes. This is minutes, where we cue the, cue the music. This is where we cue the music. Yeah. Do you have the Google open right now? He's, he's always got the Google, Google open. Right now. <laughs> the Google. It's actually, they're actually passing that ordinance in Bedford that Dan cannot have his Google open past eight o'clock at night. So. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's all. Bad for the town. Bad for the town. Um, so, yeah, so, gonna do, so I was going to say, if you're going to do a Dan Brosco mad lib, right? It'd be like, give me, you know, give me a noun and it with the blank would proceed nerd, right? So it'd be like, give me a noun of some, some, some type of land. It's Miss Nerd. Give me some type of, um, nope. <laughs> just, fill, just fill in the blank, nope. Nerd. Disagree. <laughs> All right, back to nerd. Lori, who's nerd. spending time with us. I think that just means that, Dan, you, Dan, you need to visit Wisconsin at some point. I, think, I would to love to visit Wisconsin. My, my wife, has, my wife drove cross country. My wife has been to Madison on a cross country drive. I have not. When it comes to the Midwest, I've only been to Chicago and nowhere else. So I apologize, everybody. Um, maybe one day, Lori. Maybe one day. You never right. know. Of course, you're making a pilgrimage there now, now regularly, which is uh, very exciting, as, as we'll get to a little bit later. Do you have any famous classmates that want to do great things? You know, that's so funny. I, I, I was just texting with a friend of mine that I school with, and we said that we were really impressed by our high school class. People ended up doing some pretty cool things. Oh, yeah? Like um, yeah. But, you know. I mean, but, besides you, Lori, besides you. Besides, know, yeah, yeah, besides going to college, oh, what, what, what do some people do? <laughs> easy. That was so easy. awesome. Hey, Dave Geller. Uh, yeah. No, that was a big thing. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I'm just thinking there are a lot of professors, a sure. lot of just a lot of really smart people. That before Dan tells really us, before Dan by. tells us who, who the famous people from I'm, your school, just so tell tell us what your father taught at at, at the university. <laughs> what, what was it? What did he teach at the university? He he still teaches full time. Yeah, and he just turned eighty. Wow. And he is in the Department of Education in curriculum and instruction. Okay. What does he teach? So, I'm serious guy. I, I've been asking that him that for years. It is very <laughs> cerebral, his answer. So, you know, he essentially travels a lot and um, works with educational departments throughout the world. And so he, he you know, I'm really simplifying it and he probably will crucify me for explaining that it that way, but um, that's essentially- no, it's okay, but it, it, before, before we got on, um, before we got on, Dan was comparing you to some, some um, actress in Goodwill Hunting, all right? And so I'm picturing your, I'm picturing your father, you know, kind of as as Robin Williams, right? Um, in that tweed jacket, you know, all kind of disheveled. I think he's more like Professor Gerard at MIT than the guy at Bunker Hill Community College. If I'm not, if I'm reading this guy correctly. Oh my gosh! Well, let, let me let me let, let, let me let me illuminate. According to the U the UW website, your oh, father's man, studies man. are concerned with the knowledge or systems of reason that govern patterns of inc inclusion and exclusion in policy, school practices, and research related to pedagogy and teacher education, and a whole lot more. That's pretty awesome. Um, but I will say, See, Dave, because I did, I did look it up, Dave. Uh, many famous <laughs> alumni from-, from uh, I just want you to know that that's one of Dan's many impersonations of how I how I sound to the to the world. That's <laughs> number seven, but continue, Dan. I was not even, no, that was not that was do that's you, fine, though. Do you think um, it's pretty accurate? Because I'm thinking it's- I could do the Geller. Good, it's a lot different uh, let's than not that, do the, guys. Let's not do the Geller. Let's not do the Dougie. Different. Let's just get down to the famous people from Wisconsin. Uh, no, I mean, I would say from, from West Madison, home of the regions, woo. Uh, Tammy Baldwin, Senator, Senator Baldwin, went to your high school, and so did Eric Hyden's famous yeah. speed skater, Ooh, which is pretty cool. So that's a winner right those there. Those are two names that probably everybody knows. Yes. So. Um, but listen, that was a lifetime ago, Lori. Wait, that was it. That, that was the ago. list. That, that was your list. Two people. There you go. You want, <laughs> you want the other 20 from the website? And, and, and they and both went to the prom together. Eric Hyden, good man. Big legs. Good man. Well, Dave, you didn't look any of them up, so I'm going to cover for both of us here, which is fine. Um, but from Madison uh, to hanging out with Dave 25 years ago, you're now firmly ensconced here in Bedford, Massachusetts. Amazing, doing incredible things, very involved in the community. Uh, very involved with the high school uh, principal search, challenge success, the superintendent search we did together. Um, certainly giving back to this community. Um, um, now that you've been here for a long Thank time, you. you got three great kids. Um, talk about them really for, for a quick second. Uh, yeah, I have three great kids. Um, one, my oldest goes to school with Dave Geller's children. <laughs> the cycle continues. <laughs> <laughs> that was just total luck. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you a funny story. My, so my oldest needed a ride back to school and Dave's kids were kind enough to, <clears throat> excuse me, offer a ride. And so Sabrina's getting into the car with the kids and they said, I hope you don't mind, but um, she's gonna have to ride with a rat in the, in the back seat. Was it a rat? It was, it was a, a rat. rat. Right? Yeah, it was a rat. <laughs> Actually, it was, it was two rats. Rat. It was, that, it was two rats. Rat. It was no, it was Frank and Beans. It was two rats. <laughs> this is the little combo. <laughs> yes, it was. It was, and there. I think they were al albino rats, right? They were white. Something. Yeah. So, 
No. No. Right, they, anyway, so, I forget. I, yeah. I forget because because those rats are no longer with us because rats have a short half life. Oh. <laughs> half life. Oh, I didn't. Or I didn't sorry. Life life. But continue. Continue. Anyway, so that was the warm welcome to Sabrina <laughs> to get in the back seat. <laughs> nice. Um, and then my middle son goes to University of Wisconsin, which is really awesome too. Also. And then my youngest is a junior at the high school in Bedford. Yes, so he there is. There you have it. Oh my gosh. Yes. And um, you know, you you were once a lawyer. Uh, what kind of a lawyer were you? Um, so I worked for a general practice firm in Brooklyn for many years and did lots of lots of different things. But I would say the majority of my work was real estate, and then. Um, a lot of town work. So planning board, we would appear before the planning board, zoning board of appeals for restaurant licensure, which you know is a big, big thing in Brookline, especially. Yep. Um, and then just really whatever else our clients needed. So it was, it was, it was great. I worked with really incredible people. So people always ask me, you until, know, until it was time to make a move. People always ask me, you know, how, why I became a doctor, you know, you know, what, what was the aha moment, you know, with you going into law, um, you can tell me the aha moment, but was it the fact that you felt you were cheating the IRS out of the, the, the cash you were getting for parking those cars that you weren't paying taxes on that? Was that what you said? I gotta, I gotta do better. I gotta pay back society. <laughs> you know, I never really thought about that, but now I'm, I'm shaking go. in my boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That may have been my aha moment. No, I, I think it was LA Law, watching LA Law, like everybody else that went to law school that Seriously, year. seriously, that's great. Probably had something to do with it, yeah, right? Once a lawyer, always so, a lawyer, they say. Wow, except when you pivot to become an environmentalist. So what's that story like, Lori Alper? <laughs> yeah, so, at, you know, I was practicing law for a while and I decided it was time for a shift. I. There were some health issues. My kids had nut allergies. Um, there were all sorts of things. And I just started really spending time looking into, you know, how to improve our health as a family. And people were asking me questions. Friends were asking me questions. And I just decided that I wanted to make a shift um, and somehow share my voice. I wasn't sure what that was gonna look like. And I decided at the time blogging was a pretty new Thing. And I just sort of dove in and started writing and I decided I'm not really sure where this is going to take me. And um, it was really, it's, it's been a crazy and fun ride. Um, but it was really hard because I thought that I was essentially saying goodbye to the practice of law. And I'd worked really hard to get there. And it really turned out to not be the case because like Dave said, once a lawyer, always a lawyer. You really, it's a, it's a thought process that I use pretty much every day in my life, whether it's negotiating contracts or negotiating with my children. It's really, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a way of thinking and a way of presenting and a way of sort of hopefully mediating in situations that I think um, it's, it's hard to say goodbye to forever. So here I am, who knows what's next? I mean, you were kind of cutting edge. Maybe you weren't. I mean, but I think you were kind of cutting. I mean, that's a huge pivot. I mean, I hate to overuse that term. That's a huge pivot. And it's it, to, to go from what you were doing and then to even do, not, not that you weren't doing good work and great work, but going, doing to the, this greater good 
and what drove you to that. It's really interesting. And um, I also, like, you know, we talk about this like, now that I'm a little more active on the social media now, right? To my office, a little. A little? little? <laughs> yeah. Thanks to you, Mr. Brosgall. Um, I used to, I, now I look back and I reflect on what you were doing back then using your platform or using, you know, there to promote, you know, what you were doing to, you know, for the better good. I, I find it interesting how you were able to, navigate that that whole realm um really well and uh and use it to you again know, to to kind of you know kind of fulfill your goals it's kind of cool yeah it was a huge learning curve i still i mean it's it changes as you know because you're so active it changes so quickly right so we all have to kind of figure out what's going on and what what channels are being used and how to broadcast and you know do all of the good stuff on there take photos that people actually look at and laugh because I think your photos are hilarious, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> I get I got a lot of good guy. You know, all the good stuff I do, I, I actually the guidance I've gotten from uh, uh, from Dan, so it's uh, been very helpful. That's He's a little a, bit too generous, I think. Oh, um, so, are, are you still blogging regularly, or, is it, or are you doing sort of other things now as opposed to blogging? Yeah. So, I honestly have taken do the math. I've taken kind of a four year hiatus. Yeah, um, it really. Um, coincided with 2016 presidential election, believe it or not. I was really, I, I really was struggling with, I felt like there were so many huge issues in the world that I was having a really hard time writing about the, what I considered at the time, smaller issues, yep. which in hindsight, I'm not sure that, but that's just where my head was. So I've taken some time off. I'm right now contemplating writing again because I have a lot of ideas. I've been keeping a list and I have a lot of things I want to share and write about. Yep. And I'm also working with a friend right now who is also a recovering attorney and oh. we are creating another business that I can't, I really can't share yet what it's Ooh, about. But come on, it's come very on. It's a teaser. A work in progress. I, I, I know, I can't. I well, that's can't. very exciting. I mean, it's happened so fast. I, I maybe could have yeah, that's yeah but, I mean, but you're still you're still sharing content. Oh, I did I, I did go through and pull some of your recent uh, tweets about uh, ripe watermelons and refrigerating onions. So I was very excited to read about both of those things, which I'm not really up to speed on. So thank you for spreading that kind of wisdom. Um, yeah, I know you're also I still try you, to share. Yeah, I mean, sharing, sharing is great. Sharing um, is yeah. very good. So you know, so you leaving onions about things like about like the, about sunscreen, about artificial turf, and some concerns about that. So you're definitely you know attuned to some of the things people are talking about, which is um, you know which is pretty great. So tell me about onions. You can't leave them out. Yeah, I want to know. No, you no, you can't. <laughs> don't. I think you said don't refrigerate them, right? Is you're supposed to leave them out. Why? Why is that? Yes. Why? You no, know, I'm not. I'm not remembering exactly, but they're. Yeah, they're not. They're just not supposed to go in their refrigerator. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll bring Landis on, Dave Landis on next time, and he can. Uh, our resident doctor. Well, Dave, do Dave, do you refrigerate your onions? Because I don't. That's a personal question. Um, okay. And okay. Feel, uh, free yes, say, feel free to say no comment. That sounds I, like a yes to me. I mean, yeah. I, I defer to Jen for everything in the house, and I, yes, I ref, I, onions are refrigerated. Um, I was, cause, but we leave, but she leaves the margarine out now in like a, out, out on the counter. And I was reading somewhere about butter and margarine. And yeah, don't have margarine. Don't leave it out. No, don't out. have margarine. Oh, you don't have margarine. Yeah, that's a that, that's that's like old news, right? Stick with the butter. Yeah. <laughs> no, but 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 it's, but 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 wiki wiki wiki. No, it's the whole dairy thing, right? It's the butter, the dairy, the margarine. Anyway, so no, yeah. 
I, I see Lori cringing. Oh, Marjorie. He's like, Marjorie. No, don't do it. No. <laughs> it's a hard pass. No, and Jen, Jen is in the know. So I would, if I were Dave, I would follow whatever Jen says. There you go. There you there go. There we go. She What's knows. I think he does. <laughs> you're talking to a guy. You're talking to a guy one time. I'm talking leaving. Well, I'm not sure why you leave onions in or out of the refrigerator. I'm assuming they stay longer if they're outside the refrigerator. But like, I came home one time from being on the call and I was sitting in front of the TV watching Channel 7 News around noontime because I was post-call and I was eating some hummus with a spoon and I was watching the uh, health report and they were saying there's been a recall on a brand of hummus and I looked down and it was the hummus I was eating and they said no it's it's this it's this type and this is the this is the lot number I looked down and that was the lot number of what no I was way. eating and I was like I'm halfway through I'll just keep going so <laughs> I made it and you, you live to tell <laughs> the tale wow hey, take that E. coli Wow. Lori, um, what, what are what are some new awesome foods that we should be talking about or flavors that we should be talking about or herbs and spices that we should be talking about that maybe you know about that we don't? Ooh. Well, I I mean, this, I'm not sure it's so new. Well, actually, right now, um, I'm taking a lot of supplements just to sort of make sure I feed them to my family as much as they will take them. Yeah, just to kind of boost. I think one thing that's missing right now is, is a talk about how we can sort of take care of ourselves right yeah. now, right? So, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a physician, but I think it's really important that we all focus on how we can best care for ourselves right now, because that's really the one thing we do have some control over. So I'm not really answering your question, but that's okay. I am, <laughs> I, as me, something new, my diet is just sort of sure. supplementing. Um, a lot of podcasts actually, and sort of picked up information and tried to gather it together for my family and, um, create sort of this daily regiment that we try to stick to and make sure we're getting as many nutrients as we can just to keep our immune system strong, right? Because not only do we want that now, we want that all the time. That's important to stay strong, exercise, move. I mean, these, you know, it's hard. We're all home. We're all staring at screens a lot and to, you know, so somehow motivate to get up and move around is also so crucial. Sure. Um, but back to your question about different flavors. Um, I mean, spices, I, we use a lot of, you know, I'm a big believer in curry and turmeric. And turmeric, yes, like, good. There yeah, go. I was yeah. hoping you'd say that, good. Yeah, how about you guys? What are you doing? Anything good? I'm doing a lot Aside of like- from the um, margarine? Margarine. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a pass on the margarine. <laughs> I'm definitely doing a lot of like turmeric, ginger, cardamom kind of stuff right now, like both in teas and in seasonings. And I mean, in, the, in a world when we're doing nothing, I'm happy to spend a little bit more on quality food and ingredients, right? Because we're not doing anything else right now. So um, the amount of food that we consume in this house is pretty ridiculous. And now at this point, I'll, I'll go ahead and grab the, the wild sockeye salmon, not the previously frozen or farm raised, because it's probably better and tastes better. So I'm, 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 I'm in. Let's go eat better. Be creative. Yeah. I'm in. I, I've seen I've seen the number of bananas you guys have in your house. It's kind of insane. It's actually a banana tax, <laughs> I think, on on on, on, on Loomis there. There's, there's, there's so many bananas. I'm sure what that mean? Like in the background of photos, is that we're talking about? Raw bananas. Okay. <laughs> Even in your holiday card that you had, like on the back, you had like a little picture of bananas, so like a little banana picture. I don't think it happened. No, we, we eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, and bananas. Like we'll buy we'll buy like 25, and they're gone, and 
you know, three or four days. And we, I got the eight pound bags of apples, not Wegmans. I'm going through like, you know, three or four of those a week, you know, plus the usual carrot destruction and almonds, which vanish and dried mangoes, which are gone in two days. Because We're just always home eating, which is fine, I guess, because we're still going outside, but whatever. Um, Self-care is important and, and feeding that body with quality well. greens is also pretty important. Lori, what are your, what are your top, th- if you could just rattle off top three supplements for, to keep people healthy right now? Top three, just rant. Just don't oh, well, I think a quality, you know, I'm not, I don't want to endorse any brands or anything, uh, but just, uh, you know, a quality um, Joey, no, no, multivitamin. Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, just generic stuff. So multivitamin, right? Yeah, yeah. Quality multivitamin. And what I mean by quality is make sure it doesn't have any junky fillers or um, artificial flavors or colors. They're usually kind of this yucky brown color if they're truly natural and don't have additives. Um, I also am really liking, let's see, I'm really liking magnesium and selenium. Hmm. And what else? Um, Oh, I think right now vitamin D is really important, especially given where we are located and the lack of sunshine. Now, I, I also wanna qualify that these statements with, you know, don't listen to me. Please check with Dave or with your oh, no, no, no. healthcare actually, providers. No, I mean, actually, it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of our information comes from other people um, who are able to access that information. And and I think, you know, what you just said, I think rings true. And not that I'm the, I'm the end of it all, but there's a lot of, I'm actually glad you said vitamin D because Dan and I have talked ad nauseum and we'll continue to talk about COVID. And the data, some of the, some of the studies I've read from people that I know and respect in, in the endocrinology field, the vitamin D data, um, especially with COVID is in prevention of it is really um, intriguing, I'd say the least. And yep. the number of people that we check in the office for vitamin D levels who have a low vitamin D, there's, there's, def- there's insufficiency and there's deficiency. And the number that have at least are insufficient and a, a large number who are deficient. And that may affect many things um, mood and especially the immune system, but there's a, the, the, but the vitamin D stuff is really interesting with, um, you know, when, when COVID hit, there's all these different reports, you know, don't take a, don't take Motrin if you have COVID and don't, and go on inhaled steroids if you have Motrin, if you have COVID or don't go on inhaled steroids or do this, do this, what's your blood type, all this stuff. Right. But the vitamin D stuff is sticking around. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm a really good resource. I don't know if either of you are familiar with uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, who's a functional medicine physician out of the Ultra Wellness Center in Western Massachusetts. So I listen to his podcast. He has a lot of great information on there. So a good a good resource. So you won't you won't endorse like a vitamin brand, but you we throw another podcast on our podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's very nice of you, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not, it's just a good resource. I'm and you can sorry. and you can visit him at www. <laughs> Lori, no, are you guys are yeah. you guys um Instacarting or are you going to stores and buying food? What are you doing? Yeah, so I'm not so this is interesting. So I'm not really going to stores. Yep. Although this is a secret. Joel and I have a Saturday night date at Whole Foods. Out. <laughs> At eight o'clock because it closes at nine. Do you and like so dress up and fancy and like we you know? Do, what do you not. Do? It's actually <laughs> a scary sight. We do not dress up, but um, 
yeah, we go there. Now the secret's out. So it'll be really busy, I'm sure, at eight o'clock. Um, wow. Yeah. So, so you tell us that secret, but, generally... but you won't tell us the, the secret lawyer thing you're working on. That's great. <laughs> That's <right. laughs> I can't. That involves I'm, I'm other joking. people. I'm sworn <laughs> to secrecy. Um, yeah. So I generally, I've been doing Instacart and then I've been doing some curbs, curbside pickup at Whole Foods is awesome. Sure. And then going a little bit. I mean, now with numbers higher, I pull back a little bit. So way, how about way, you? What are you numbers, doing, Dan? Numbers, I would say way higher. Let's be real, right? Yeah. That's funny because I think how it was- about you, it was, Dan? Uh, I'm going, I'm going to stores, right? I, I shop for us. I shop for my dad, um, you know, once a week and his girlfriend, which is great. Um, and speaking to the date thing, it was probably, I think it was January 2nd or something. My wife and I are like, Hey, let's, let's go out. We went to not just market basket, Lori, we went to market basket. And then we went to old Navy and it was like, this is so, but the most fun we've had out of the house without kids in quite a long time. Or it was like just something to do because there's just nothing to do right now except watch shows. Right. But it feels forever. It feels weird though, doesn't it? When you walk into a store, yeah. I, I, for me, I don't know. It just felt very bright and I just I haven't been yeah. in a store in so long. It felt really odd. Yeah, I think I've been in the stores pretty much uninterrupted. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not phased by it. You know, we're taking precautions and it is what it is, but I know plenty of people are not. And I think that's totally legit. And just, you know, just wondering. So right. among other right. things we've changed our behaviors during the pandemic. Well, I also right? think what's... Right. And I think what, what's really interesting right now that I feel like I need to share more information on this is the quality of your mask really matters. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because early on we were talking a lot about, you know, people making cloth masks. Yep. And I think, you know, especially if you're going indoors somewhere, I don't know, Dave, do you agree? I think it's really important to wear a quality mask. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Dave, it's not a Dave, that's a, that's a pass from Geller. He's like, yeah. No, 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 I, no, yeah, I. that's okay. I'm no, I'm, no, okay. I don't just, no, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I agree. It's the mask matters. I think it's interesting how stuff has um, really, you know, as we know with everything and often in medicine, not everything, but a lot of medicine, things change, right? You know, we, what we thought was good before isn't good now. And, you know, asbestos seemed like a great idea to insulate your house with in the old days, but it's not now. Um, Maybe as a background, that's a good analogy. But right. with the the masks, <laughs> when they when it first came out, they were saying you know, exactly you know masks, and then they said you know N ninety you know the N ninety five is the best, but you, don't, but you don't need to wear those if you're not in the hospital if you don't have a have a, a fit test because then it's not sealed well, and you know don't use just a, a gaiter, right? You just you know, use a surgical mask or, or or a certain material on your mask. And now I've I've read that people are saying if we all wore the N ninety fives and they fit decently well, we'd get rid of this. You you know, things are all over the map. Now right? they're saying wear two masks. Yeah. That was this morning I saw, double well, up, yeah. Well, and now because now of this new strain, it, it could be more virulent and more aggressive. And I mean, I have two thoughts, or many thoughts, is, and I'm no expert, um, is that yeah, masks help, better masks help more, any masks help at all. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like my theory with CPR is we all learn how to do it. And if you would, and if you need to do it on someone and you forget the exact count, just do something, right? So if you do something, yeah. if you if you if you pump the chest and you breathe, you're doing something. It's, you're hopefully going to get somewhere with that. So any masks are good. Yeah, better masks are better. And I think you're right. Not all, not all masks are created equal. Hmm. Yeah, but like so you that, said, everything's changing. Yeah. 
everything's changing, everything is unprecedented. I want to come back to the point, you know, just, I mean, as, as you told us, you know, from the, the, the consequences of the 2016 election resulted in you sort of taking a step back from blogging. Is the, is the putting your toe back into a new venture connected to the recent presidential election or is that just timing? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I'm, you know, feeling- Because we, we spoke stuff. a lot in, the, in that week after the election, Lori. I, I tried to say, don't worry, you know, it's going to work out in the end for everybody. We did. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. I think you and no, I, Lori, both. I mean, I feel like a sense of hope. Sure. No, I think Lori and I both had your ear, Dan. We were, I was probably, I was checking in with him, like, as you were, Lori, I'm saying, is this going to be okay? You know, and um, he was right. And thank goodness. Um, sometimes you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're right. Um, well, it's just funny because, I mean, the last memories I have of sort of life pre-pandemic was a heavy dose of Lori Alper because we spent a lot of time together in the superintendent search process in Bedford over the course of a couple of weeks. We see each other, you know, four nights a week and we talk afterwards. And then it was like, all right, see you guys never again. So I finally remember those. Uh, yeah, those I mean, that's talking really, about candidates as we well, had that, in late February, early March. Yeah, the timing of that is kind of insane looking back now because that's really when this yep. was just beginning, right? Yep. We would we would come into this room and we would all hand sanitize. And if we heard someone cough, we were sort of ducking under the table. But none of us are wearing before, masks, but nobody was wearing a mask. Yeah. We really, <laughs> no, no, we, we didn't know what was going on, but we knew something was coming. <laughs> so, so looking so, back at that time, I, 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 I actually had, I actually had the, the, the good fortune to spend a little time via Zoom talking to your superintendent with some other people and being very impressed by him and then also being very impressed from afar at how he, um, in the school committee, of course, no no more accolades to Dan is handling this pandemic. Like, like, like how, how was that process, you know, choosing a superintendent and, and you not, and not looking back, not knowing what you guys were getting into, you know, it's a, I mean, you, you, this, this was a pretty important choice. It was, I mean, I think Dan certainly has better firsthand knowledge about you know how the superintendent's doing but in terms of what we know now I, I you know I, I feel for the guy he was definitely you know he's a newbie and he was certainly thrown under the bus um, but it looks to me from sort of a parent and outsider perspective that he's really risen to the occasion and he's doing a great job he's really communicating well with the community um, and he seems to be available. It sounds like, you know, if people reach out to him, he's available and able to respond and does respond. I'm sure he's inundated with questions and emails and phone calls. So, you know, I sort of defer to Dan for this, but that's my perspective. Yeah, me so I would just say, you know, when, when we were meeting and reviewing candidates a year ago, <laughs> amazing a year ago, um, I think it's, it's fair to say that by and large, the candidate pool was not super impressive. I think we got the best guy, best person in that pool. And I think he's done an exemplary job in remarkably challenging circumstances. I would suggest it's really hard to, if you walked in cold and didn't know anything, you wouldn't think he's a first year superintendent six months in. Um, I really find his calmness and his sort of unflappability quite admirable because I am the opposite. I'm a very emotional guy, I react. And he's taken it in stride um, and he's worked in partnership with other town departments and staff to try to get us through this crisis, which is not abating and has never been worse. So I don't want to spend too much time lamenting on 400,000 dead and no end in sight and terrible vaccination programs because it's really depressing. Um, 
but um, I would just say, I think we're, we're, we're doing a good job in Bedford uh, navigating the challenge together. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll keep doing it for, for many more months, I think, which is unfortunate. So uh, on a lighter note, Lori Alper, on a lighter note. Yeah. Do you know, um, can you name some other famous Lori's that spell their name L-O-R-I? There are only two that most people probably know, right? And one's been in the news a lot recently. Yeah, the the, um, the college scandal. So Lori, Lori Laughlin, who I think, Laughlin. I think Lori Laughlin, who was just released, yeah. I think, from jail the, the other day, who was brought, of course, to Boston to stand to stand trial or have her plea agreement. And then another famous actress, L-O-R-I, you know who I'm talking about with that one, Dave Geller or Lori Alper? Think about the movie Point Break with uh, Keanu Reeves. Patrick Swayze. He supposed his name L-O-R-I. Well, his name was not Lori. <laughs> uh, Lori Petty, oh. who is the pixie-haired blonde. Come uh, on. Was, uh, oh, my gosh. Also, yeah. No. yeah. So no. there's actually not that many L-O-R-I. So a lot Insert, of Lori spelled the other way, but not L-O-R-I. This is the Mad Libs again. Blank nerd. So. <laughs> or the Google up on his screen. Yeah, don't know I did her. all this Googling in advance, everybody. Everybody settle down. It's no. fine. <laughs> I want to so know. How are, you, how are you passing the time at home, Lloyd? What are you up to if, if you're not pursuing new business ventures and watching Max play basketball? What, what are your activities like these days? Well, I am watching Max play basketball. I am very aware. Right. Yes. We're yeah. live streaming that. Um, what am I doing? I am a news junkie. Yep. I'm, I have, I'm doing work creating which yep. you'll have to stay tuned <laughs> what else um yeah just trying to kind of hold our family together make sure we get through this in one piece um so i'm hearing things that aren't like out. super fun like news isn't fun you know holding family together isn't fun what do you enjoy reading you watching what's what kind of junk oh, are you consuming fun. right oh it was a fun question oh fun yeah it's um, a fun question <laughs> yeah yeah so besides your saturday uh, night I'm, dates at whole foods yeah yeah, that is fun. Um, I am working out, trying to work out and mixing it up. I, of course, am no longer going to them. So transforming my house into whatever I can and whatever space I can and running a little bit with my dog. I'm, I'm exploring a lot of trails in Bedford, which has been amazing. Good. Um, I didn't realize there were so many. Yeah, so the Lamont Forest is a great resource. So, yeah, it's been great. And um, I don't mind the cold. So did you get I'm a Peloton? There. So I have, so we decided to not get a Peloton because Joel didn't want to use the Peloton app. Okay. So we have a Kaiser, which is a great bike. And um, I use the Peloton app. Awesome. So I get great. I, I don't only use it for cycling though. Do you guys have a Peloton? I do not. Yes, Dave. I jog in place. No. Dave actually does well, jog in runner. place and, and then oh. calls me as he jogs in place, which is very disconcerting. <laughs> Things are busy so, now. So he does that usually during our appointments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was on a Zoom meeting one time and someone said, um, it was actually a large group meeting I was part of, and someone said, well, how come your picture's not on? I said, I'm working out. <laughs> I'm working out with Word. bands right now. <laughs> So, Lori, I mean, you, 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 Lori, your three children are having very different experiences, right? You have one kid in a public high school 
in a hybrid model. You have one kid at a large public university in the Midwest, tens of thousands of people on campus, and you have one kid at a small campus in upstate New York. How are they experiencing this both similarly and differently in their different settings? Yeah, it's so, so different. Um, well, Skidmore is pretty small. There are about, I think, 2,500 kids. Yep. And they have done a really nice job keeping the kids safe. And the kids have obviously done a nice job keeping themselves safe. Yep. Um, last semester, I thought, I don't know, Dave, what do you think? I thought they did a great job. I mean, they had a little bit of a explosion towards the very end of the semester, but overall, it, it was a great experience for my oldest. I mean, she had in person some in-person classes. She felt very connected to, you know, a very small group of friends. So I think, I think overall they did a really nice job. Do you agree? Yeah, I think I think so. I think um, from Johnson's point of view, still there. She, uh, it was a good experience. I mean, we wish it was better. It would, but they definitely. I think it, it was as good as it could have been, and it was a, a very good experience. I think the, it's amazing to me how a lot of, how the students were really all in for the most part. You know, um, trying to make it work in the school they did a great job supporting them. There were their blips. You know, um, I think there was a couple big parties here and there, and then there was the, the before break. Um, but no, I think it was really good. I agree. And then with, and how about in Madison? How's it going to Madison? Yeah, it's just a totally different situation there. I mean, yeah. it's, um, I think kind of dodging bullets. I mean, my, my son is in a dorm that has 1200 kids, which is in one room. Huge. In one. <laughs> yep. Um, so that is an interesting setup. Yeah. So the kids, there were, I think maybe was it 20%, 30% of the kids had COVID. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's crazy, but they up their game. They are testing the kids twice a week now, mandatory testing all students. And I think they've kind of figured it out. They really did a good job after probably the first month. I mean, we, we thought he would be home. We thought there's no way he's gonna stay, but he ended up, he stayed and he was fine. And a lot of his friends had it. He's like, I don't know how I didn't get it it you know a lot of times who I was talking with had it so yeah it's a different situation what but. was his um like what was his you know you're coming from Bedford this New England area right going to and he gets your Skidmore like Skidmoreian and then you get your Wisconsin must be a different um feeling there about COVID I'm guessing and masks possibly it was was there resistance was it hey is this, this isn't real we're going to have some fun and before you before I let you answer you know I'm interested here but it's you know college is college and kids are kids and you know even a place like Skidmore I'm sure any other small liberal arts college you know faulted kids want to be kids and as a mom told me she heard on you know or read some some you know well written article is that you know, just just because we tell these young adults, you know, that need to wear a mask, otherwise someone's going to get sick, die, get kicked out of school. You know, we tell them not to do other things like don't drink and drive, thank goodness for Uber, don't don't smoke pot, don't vape, but they still do it, right? So why should we expect college kids to wear masks? But how? But so how was it there, in Wisconsin? Is my question. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I think Madison again is sort of this anomaly within the state and mask wearing is I think pretty good. I mean, I think they're really sticking to it. They're 
abiding by the rules. The <clears throat> Madison has a mask mandate. And the kids, I think there's, I think there's buy-in because I think right. they want to be there. Right. And they know that if there's, you know, major explosion, they're out of there and they're all going to be sent home. And they know what it's like to be home because they've all been home for months on end. And so I think that's really their incentive. Now, to your point, Dave, they're still going to do stupid things and there's still issues that are arising and it's much harder to contain in such a large atmosphere compared to a small and relatively enclosed liberal arts college. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the semester goes. But I do think there's buying, I do think they're doing the best they can. Right, it's good to hear. So. And how about high school? Yeah. <laughs> oh, high school, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> hybrid. Three kids? Um, I think the schools, thanks to, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> thanks to you, Dan, and the school committee have really put so many things in place that I, I feel like it's a very safe environment and the kids are taking it seriously. I mean, I think, you know, there's probably times when they're not and their kids, you know, I think it depends on the kids, but I think in general in school, they are sticking to what the protocol is and they're doing a good job. And we know there's been relatively no, there's been no transmission. There's, I think one that was questionable, right? But well, the, Other the, than pool, that, the pool testing will illuminate if there's been some asymptomatic sharing happening, which is why we're excited to learn. And um, I mean, this whole thing is a work in progress. So we'll, we'll keep our nose to the data and see what happens the rest of the spring and plan for the fall. And hopefully things will go okay. But who knows, Lori? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, Lexington, no. Lexington did the pool gonna... is, is doing pool testing and it's been zero so far, which I find extremely interesting and reassuring and yeah. supportive of what everybody's doing and also saying showing that it's, you know, it's interesting where the spread is happening, you know, it's almost outside coming in versus inside spreading around and that's what, also, that's what you want, unfortunately, and also yeah. it hopefully it would give some people the, the, the courage and strength to continue doing what we're doing, if not do a bet doing it better like you guys are doing in Bedford. So one of my questions for you, Lori, too, is, you know, you know, one of your things is with, I think, I remember with, with this, with, you know, environmentally sound and, and healthy cleaning supplies, right? Like, you know, what, what do we have under our kitchen sink that we're cleaning our, our floors with, which is killing us at the same time? Right now, you know, all the stuff they're using in the schools or people are spraying their office buildings down or cleaning with, you know, any thoughts on that? You know, are we, are we, are we is there, like, what are we doing? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm not, I don't think there's an easy answer. Um, yes, yeah, so I, one of my big things is look what you're, look what you're using and make sure you're not inhaling chemicals and touching chemicals and eating chemicals. But I have to say, you know, I'm guilty too. I've been using wipes that I know work right now because, you know, especially back when we thought touch was a much bigger deal. Um, so what are we doing? I think for right now, what we're doing is okay. I'm hoping that we will over time, maybe migrate back towards having a larger concern about using safer products and feel comfortable with it again, because a lot of the products that, <clears throat> excuse me, are touted as safer 
work. They, they do work. So I think we have to sort of revisit that. Maybe that's a good blog post for me to start with, Dave. So thank there, you. There you go. <laughs> so and the other thing is, is you know, I, I, some, some people often ask, we have conversations about if you are on a desert island and you had one food to eat for like six months, what would you eat, right? I don't know if you've ever had that question. And mine would be a banana and in difference to the Brosgrove household. Just say you were on an island lawyer for six months and all you could eat was Twinkies. What? Would you yeah. eat the Twinkies? I, if I was starving, I guess, right? We'd all eat the Twinkies. Yeah. What choice would we have? Well, see, yeah. See, I see, 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 I'm just like thinking about the whole the Twinkie thing, right? These Twinkies, they never, you know, think environmentally. They never go bad. They, they never go bad. They never go away. They're always <laughs> circulating in our body. It's, uh, you know, I think. Do they I, still make Twinkies? Just they kidding. probably do. You know, they, they talk about how, you know, they, they're finding like microscopic plastics, right? In food now, or, you know, the fish, whatever, it's getting broken down. There's probably Twinkie, like little particles, you know, they're, they're checking the sewage for COVID-19. They should probably be checking the sewage for Twinkie particles, but. Twinkie parts, right, from all those Twinkies. Actually, did you ever see Blue Man Group when they did oh, the yeah. Twinkie thing? Where yeah. they cut the Twinkie into pieces? Exactly. That was funny. Yes, Twinkies are around forever, unfortunately, but it's okay. They taste good. Maybe. Dan Brosco. I haven't had one in a while. I'll, I'm really to handle this whole conversation about me. It's totally fine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the Twinkies are spiraling. Um, and uh, are, you, are you and Joel watching the same shows right now? Or are you watching different shows right now? What are you watching together? We're watching, I think, the same shows. What are you watching I together fall, right now? I fall asleep a lot. I don't know why. Um, yeah. What are we watching? We just watched Flight Attendant. What'd you think of that? Had you I, read the book? No, I didn't even know there was a book. The book, the book was amazing. The show I thought was not even half amazing. I really oh, did not enjoy it. So I would actually read the book. You might like it a little bit better, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was an interesting premise. I'm not sure I loved the show. Yeah, the book is much um, better, for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else are we watching. We watched we watched a lot. I don't. Whatever you guys watch, tell me, and I'll I'll say. What yes haven't or no. I watched? It's ridiculous. I mean, Schitt's Creek is still my just favorite. Are are yeah. you a Schitt's Creek fan? Uh, I would say I'm not. Um, I think what are we what are we doing? We just finished. We we're watching like we've killed all the American shows that are out there so we're going like a little international so we watch an australian show called secret city now we're watching a show called pine gap which is a spin-off i'm watching norwegian uh, a finnish show called uh, borderland which is really interesting i'm watching a ton of soccer like always but i mean it's fine i'm also oh but uh, when i'm reading a book i'm finally reading albert camus the plague which oh, you, wow. couldn't, you couldn't You're get because everybody was reading it and actually as you read it it is absolutely prophetic and ridiculous and it was written you know 75 years ago in algeria and it's like it was written today in bedford it's unbelievable so when, you, wow. when, when camus comes off reserve the plague i would have everyone read it and just be like oh yeah he got it and uh even though it's fiction it's 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 it's, it's just not. absolutely prescient and, and and foreshadowing uh you know the current pandemic in a very eerie way so i was happy it finally came in the library and i'm almost done with it now unbelievable so Good it reminds, for you. It reminds Go me of the it. of the Nostradamus um, special I saw on HBO back in the eighties. Yeah, right. <laughs> Predicted a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, 
Um, so I know our time is winding down here. Uh, I just want to say, Lori Alper, I mean, this is a pod that we've been talking about doing, I mean, literally since probably February. It only took us 11 months to pull it together. So uh, I know. And, and so last minute. Thank you. It's all good. So, 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 so you guys are both Bed- Bedfordians, right? Or, or displaced Bedfordians. What's the, what's the best thing about Bedford? What do you guys love about Bedford? Besides my office, what do you guys love? Your about office. That? Besides my office. My answer. Give me- well, I mean, I'll, I'll just go ahead. I'll jump on Lori said. I mean, there are so many trails and, and places to hike and walk and run around town, which are just really beautiful. So, I mean, our family has taken full advantage of the local trails. I run them all the time. Um, it's still a real quiet, small town, 13,000 people. And you can know everybody and you can really do good work. Um, and town works well together. So I appreciate sort of the small town collaborative mentality, the natural beauty. It's good. I'm, I'm never leaving. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with all of that. I think the schools have done my children well. I think it's been a really good and happy place to raise them. Yeah. Um, very different from how I was raised. And my husband was raised in Lexington, so he's not far from where he grew up. But I think he says that, that Bedford is somewhat like how Lexington was when he was growing up. I've heard that from a few people actually. Um, yeah, some really nice kind of grounded, awesome families here that we've come to know over the many, many years. How did you, how did you and Joel, Joel meet? How did we meet? Yeah. Um, really? You really want <laughs> really? to go there? <laughs> I just, I mean, it, 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 it sounds horrendous. I'm sorry it happened. <laughs> I mean, arranged arranged marriages happen. So, just what just what what was it? What was it? it was, uh, we were both in graduate school, and it was through a mutual friend. How about All right. that? All right. Do we do we know this mutual friend? Do we know this? Um, I don't think you. Uh, I don't think no. You don't know them. One of them I grew up with, and the other one Joel grew up with, and they were roommates at Michigan, and. Yeah, we met through them, but no, I don't think you know them. Well, they don't no, live here. Because I, I, I often ask people in the office as I meet them, I, 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 I always preface this by saying, as you get to know me, I talk a lot, I ask a lot of questions, like let's, I just, just who I am. And it's interesting now hearing how people have met and, and it's, it's the, the number of people who have met online, especially now, is increasing um, a lot. And I just love some of the stories about like, like we probably, a lot of us met these conventional ways, right? Through a friend at college. My favorite recent one was they we met at a gas station. I'm like, really? How was that? He was a mechanic. Kind of like awesome. pumping gas or like buying chiclets. Like what's I, know, I think it was like a pumping gas thing. Like, you know, did you, the eyes met over the over the unleaded, you know? <laughs> just, just hey, hey. So. so romantic. And that was not you guys. That's not how you guys met, I know. So also, you guys are huge ski. Well, you guys ski a lot. Your family is a big skiing family, not to drag on the pod too much longer. But Joel, Joel, so there's some people that I know in my life who are amazing skiers. Like I grew up um, in, in a, at a place where some amazing skiers skied and came out of there, some Olympians. And the people who were Olympians were amazing skiers, like, like skied like, like, like amazingly. And Tom told Jen's brother is one of these skiers. And Joel is another, Joel's not from the area, of course, but I mean, I would go skiing with those guys and I would, I could keep up, but I was trying to keep up. I mean, Joel is an amazing skier. Um, and so, so how do you keep up? I mean, I know I've, I've skied with you, Lori, and you're good. Okay. But how do you keep up with him? I mean, he's a good skier. Uh, thank you. I will let him know you said that. Uh, how do I keep up? I just, they wait for me. 
my kids, <laughs> my kids too. <laughs> they wait at the bottom for me. Here comes mom. Yeah. Did you ski before you met Joel? Like, did you, did you grow up skiing? No, I, no, not really. Are there mountains there, in Wisconsin? That's crazy. Because you're a good skier. You're a good skier. Yeah. Oh, thanks. No, I'm, I try. I just try to keep up all day. Um, yeah, no, there are tiny little hills in Wisconsin. I didn't really grow up skiing. And I went out west once with my dad. And yeah, the highest point in Wisconsin is Tim's disaster. Hill, which is 1,900 feet above sea level. That's not a very tall. No. It's a, Wisconsin is, is a little bit flat there. So who knew? I got really hill today. There we go. So you grew, yeah. so you learned to ski with Joel? Pretty much, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I always say it's tough to learn to ski as an adult. It's a, it's a tough thing to pick up. I think you could snowboard, learn to snowboard easier than, than a skier. You, you know, it's, it's easier to, to take up snowboarding than, than skiing, I think, as an adult. Like you were, I think you were, you know, you were relatively young when you met Joel. You still are relatively young, just saying, and you look great. Um, yes, thank but you. But you, that's, that, I mean, I'll stop there, but you, that's impressive because he, he's a, you know, there are, there are guys who I ski with who I, again, I can, I can keep up with most people. Um, but there are people that I get a little nervous about, you know, okay, am I going to, am I going to, you know, prove that I can ski with these people? And Joel is one of those guys. So that's great. You, Dave, you are an amazing skier. I remember skiing with you. You're a great skier. So I've you're got, selling yourself a, short. I've got a few you, good runs in me and I just saved them for when I was with you. So yeah. <laughs> what mountain did you grow up skiing at? So we, I grew up at this little mountain called Lost Valley in Auburn, oh, which, which is kind of yeah. like, you know, a cross between what choose it in the show, but, but you'd ski there every single day. And I'm not exaggerating. And, you know, I was ski after, you know, sundown, I would ski up to sundown prior Friday evening or not ski Friday night. And then I would ski after sundown on Saturday. Um, but you would ski and then in the weekends, we'd all go to Sugarloaf or Sunday river or Shawnee peak, which, um, we used to be Pleasant mountain. Uh, which you, which you guys skied a ton at, I know. We just would, yeah. go, would farm out, but we just skied a lot. And it, you, it, so it's like the kids who grew up, you know, skating or skiing or whatever, you just do it. So it's just kind of like second nature. And again, there are people that I, I, I grew up skiing with that just bonkers skiers. And Tom Toll was one of those, one of those people. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a good sport right now. It's a great sport. It's a great time. Yeah, it's a great sport. It's a safe sport. Um, especially if you're just skiing, uh, and um, it'd be great. It's, it's a great time if you had a ski and ski out place somewhere too, you know, to to utilize that. But yeah, I think it's 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 an awesome sport. I hope that the mountains, um, I think they're doing it right, um, and I, I hope that it's. I mean, I know up north because you guys you guys ski up north. I mean, I think there's some decent snow up there. This was a cold week, and I don't know if you guys were have been skiing at all, but we did not. But yeah, it's a hopefully it's a good season for people. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, some of the things they're doing, like getting dressed in your car versus in the lodge, it's kind of a, I kind of like that. It saves some time, right? That's interesting. Dan, you I should take the whole family skiing. Could you imagine? All set, thanks. Oh, that'd be awesome. We should, we should, that could be like, we could take a live, a live podcast, Dan Brosco skiing with a family. Uh, it's happened people. once, it will never happen again, guys, but I appreciate you thinking about me. We're all set. That's a big effort. Definitely. Anything in our family is a big effort. Making dinner is a big effort. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm sure. Let alone lunches. Sure. So, well, listen. Um, I want to say on behalf of Dave Lori Alper, great to have you on. Wide ranging interview from Madison to the peaks of northern New England. Um, we wish you much success in your new to be announced business venture. Obviously, your kids much success as they finish up the spring semesters of this very challenging year. Please stay in touch with us as you. Uh, 
make your next step in the world. And um, we love having you on today. So thank you so much. Thank you both. It was my pleasure. You're both awesome. And I so appreciate you do this. This is great. And it was fun catching up with you. Oh, this is fun. You, you've, you've elevated our game, Laurie. So thanks for being with us. And, and, and a voice, by the way, made, made for a podcast. So pleasure having you on and listening to you. So to all of our listeners, thanks for listening today to episode 47. We'll be back with episode 48 sometime soon. Have a great day and we'll see you guys in February. Thanks so much. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskel and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.